0: The more we stay close to Christ, the more we are praying, the more we are you know, praying and examine, for example, right. the more we are trying to reflect on our day and think about where the Lord might be calling us to revisit why mm-hmm. we do something, to reconsider our motivations for things, the more we'll be able to to, to hear him yeah. call us to living differently. And that is not easy. Oh gosh, no. This episode of Beyond Sunday is sponsored by the PIME Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a PIME sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at PIMEUSA.org 52 sponsorships. Welcome to Be On Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co host, Nicole Joyce.
1: And I'm your other co host, Rocky McCormick. Put the laundry down, or I don't know, maybe put it away, do what you will, and then grab those wedding photos for a trip down memory lane and join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect on our experiences raising Catholic families and allowing God to transform our everyday lives. So, before we jump into this episode, Nicole, I just I have to say the Sunday is the feast of St. Teresa of Avila. I'm probably not using the right word. Is it a solemnity? Is it a feast? Is it a really cool day? I think cool it's a day? memorial. Memorial. Yes, sure. Go on. Anyway, we celebrate St. Teresa of Avila when it's not on a Sunday, but Yay. it's on a Sunday. But she's my confirmation saint, and I love her. And I just want to say that any and all holy
0: sass that I might have is her fault. I think she is the patroness of all holy sass because mm-hmm. it is also my daughter's birthday. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. She most certainly was born on that day for a reason. <laughs> uh huh. The saints choose us, friends.
1: The saints choose us. Just needed to get that off my chest. Yes. Anyway. So this week I thought with the parable of, of the wedding guests. Yeah. Right? In yeah. the gospel. I thought it'd be a good time to talk
0: about our favorite wedding memories or maybe how we chose our wedding dress. Oh. I don't really have any super fun memories of choosing my dress. It was more like, this one fits, <laughs> it's a decent I, price. That's interesting. I remember going in with like very specific,
1: this is what I want. Uh-huh. And really, it was just, I'd grown up with The Sound of Music being my favorite movie growing up, in, and I just wanted to be Fräulein Maria oh, with that beautiful gown. Mm. And Uh, did you get one? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) No, my dress did not look that way. At the end of the day, though, I think the fabric looked very similar to the fabric that was used. I realized Mm. as we were looking that maybe that style of dress wouldn't fit my body. I wasn't as tall. We weren't walking down a cathedral. So the, the, the train would have gone out of the church. Yeah. You know. All those practical things. yeah. But also, in hindsight, I wish I were more confident in who I was because I would have asked for some different things. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's
0: an interesting thing to notice, like, looking back on it. Yeah. Mine was more, you know, this looks fine. (laughs) I was not super invested in the dress. So you wouldn't have appeared on something like say yes to the dress? No, I legitimately like would have gotten married in something I bought off the rack at JCPenney. Oh, 100. Yeah. Um, But, you know, my parents were they wanted something a little special. And so I was like, right. you know what? That's fine. So we went to the store and we paid your dress out. It was That's not. very
1: much me. I am. I don't know. It's just ingrained in me. Like the bigger the bargain, the more attractive it is. Mm. So the cheaper the dress, the more I wanted it. And they yeah. were like, you know, you can spend more than $50 on a dress for your wedding. <laughs> You've waited 30 some years to get married. Maybe dad would have wanted you to have something nicer right but like where's my dress now in the closet right in a bag absolutely hasn't even been cleaned there's a giant grease stain on it from where i rubbed up against a car on our way back to the hotel Mm -hmm. yeah but anyway i digress
0: so this this reading this week is not about buying the perfect wedding dress but it is a little bit about clothing ourselves yes for a wedding yes Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and all the readings for this weekend stress the inclusivity of god and at times the unexpected inclusivity. Christ comes for all of us. He invites all of us to his table. He goes out into the streets to gather us in, but we also hear that those of us who are invited should be clothed appropriately. And now, this doesn't mean that we need to go get our finest ball gowns or tuxedos. Uh, That's not the kind of clothing when we're talking about being clothed appropriately. We're not talking about dress coats. That is a whole different episode for never. For never. 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 That's one we will not change our minds nope. on. Nope. 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 We are talking about being clothed in Christ. Amen. Right? So we're not really talking about any sort of physical clothing. But what does it look like to be clothed in Christ? And we hear it in scripture, we hear it at our baptism. Um, You and I, Nicole, had two different scripture passages come to mind when we were planning this episode. Because of course we did. Of course we did. (laughs) Um, Mine was actually the second reading at our wedding, so it feels very appropriate for this weekend, even though it isn't one of the readings at Mm -hmm. the Mass. Uh, And that is Colossians 3, verses 12 through 17. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And so
0: that was the one that came to mind for me. I love it. I am a boy mom. You are a boy mom. So the one that came to me was from Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor of God. Despite the sassy daughter. Of course. Um, well, I've been stewing as a boy mom for much longer. Absolutely, I had all boys in my house, even the pets, <laughs> for years before I finally had a daughter. Okay, people. Okay. So, so I still live you in. You cut that. your teeth as a boy mom. Yes, and also my daughter is sass, so she's quite a tomboy, really. When you think fair about enough. it, yeah, fair enough. Um, right now, her favorite toy is a bow and arrow with like suction That's cups awesome. on the ends so of the arrow. Yes, or very, Joan of Arc. Yes, very not your typical princess, right? Um, so yeah, so I thought of Ephesians six when he talks of putting on the armor of God and how our our loins should be girded with truth. We should be wearing the breastplate breastplate of righteousness, our shoes in readiness for the gospel of peace carrying the sword of the spirit that that was yeah. the the reading that came to mind for me. And I think both of those actually kind of speak to the two sides of how we can be, yeah, they are. they're they're. Yes. Two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Right. Because one has to do with how we approach people in love and the other has yeah. to do with how we stand up to truth, right? How we yeah. How we make truth and, and are willing to conform our lives to Christ even when Absolutely. it hurts. Absolutely. Yes. Right.
1: Right. And so let's talk about these two passages and what it means to be clothed in Christ. So as we were talking about the one from Colossians, really is how we relate to one another as Christ would in our words, in our actions. Um, within our families, within our workplaces, within our schools, and I talk to my kids a lot about this, too. Because a lot of what I'm finding, especially as they get older, is they are uh, quick to react. And so really kind of looking at What? Tweens? Quick to react? What? (laughs) What do you mean? Their brains are perfectly formed, Nicole. (laughs) Perfectly formed. They have a fully functioning prefrontal cortex. 100%. Oh, my gosh. I, may, I had a slip of, of the tongue, and I said something about how they don't have a frontal cortex. And yet. they were like, and what? No, no, no. Tim was like, they still have that part of the brain. Look, they have it. It's just it's very not, mushy. Right. Like applesauce. Absolutely. Or mashed potatoes. Whatever. <laughs> but really talking to them about as a son or a daughter of God. What should your reaction look like? Mm-hmm. And yes, in private when you're home, we can go through the range of emotions. But when we're presenting ourselves in public to people, mm-hmm. what does that look like? And so a couple of things came to mind. One was um sibling bickering. how Ugh. how do we how do we do, how do we approach that in a way that where we are clothed or we encourage them to be clothed with Christ and not the hug it out shirt?
0: Yeah, although that is really fun. I'm just. Just throwing that out there (laughs) not the shirt but the hugging it out it's kind of fun so what what do you got for that (laughs) um I think one of the one of the pieces which we've definitely talked about in a prior episode has to do with like acknowledging that we were wronged Mm -hmm. if we feel like we've been wronged making space to go through the motions of apology and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and also being able to recognize those triggers in our in their siblings is also very helpful so like my kids know this by now they're bigger so I'll say something like dude I can see you revving up here. Uh, I can see you getting ready to push that big red button on your brother. Do you really want to go there? You know how this is going to end, right? Right. So the more we can make them aware that this might be something that they're tempted to do, (laughs) (laughs) the more they're putting on that clothing, right? They're saying like, okay, I'm equipping myself now and I'm going to try really hard and I'm going to play the part, right? Like I know that I shouldn't be doing this and I have caught myself before I've done it. And now I'm gonna remove myself from the situation yeah. and try to avoid it. Sometimes it is that physical removal. I yes. will that that
1: is often a tactic that I will use to make like, everybody go to their own corner.
0: Yeah. Remove the temptation reset. completely. Right.
1: Just reset. Right. We know that right now you are in total like oh, there's a word that I use and I can't think of it right now. But like you are
0: you're just itching for a fight. Yeah. So And you don't even have to give all those explanations when no, they're no, little. No, you no, can no, be no. like, Hey, what are you doing over there? Can you do that over here where you won't bother your sibling? 100%. Right? That's all yeah. you have to say. Like, you just know. Um, and I think,
1: too, that it's an opportunity to teach restraint, that just because it's going to feel good doesn't mean it is good, mm. especially when it comes to our reaction. So yeah. it might feel really good to push that button and get the reaction, and it might be funny. Yeah. But is it actually good? Mm-hmm. And maybe as parents, we can practice that restraint as well, because we are kind of sarcastic, jokey parents. What? That sometimes like to see what reaction our children have when we mention (laughs) like certain words in conversation. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a point of growth for us too. Just a little bit. I'm sorry. Did I see, I think I left out a word from Colossians, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, humor, humor, humor. Oh, no, that wasn't in there. (laughs) That wasn't in there. But, um, but I think it is, it is a practice, right? Like it's it's not something that comes naturally right away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you always have to be building muscles for yeah. those things. But the more we stay close to Christ, the more we are praying, the more yeah. we are you know, praying and examine. For example, right. the more we are trying to reflect on our day and think about where the Lord might be calling us to revisit why mm-hmm. we do something, to reconsider our motivations for things, the more we'll be able to to, to hear him yeah. call us to living differently and that is not easy oh gosh no but if we can especially work... like especially as a kid like oh, that's yeah. the last thing you want to be no, is different you just want to yeah. do the thing that everybody else is doing right. and it looks like it's fun and that's right. that's all your motivation right yeah so but we build those muscles a little bit at a time so even just a small interaction here or there can really make the difference in in Increasing their awareness of how they're interacting with their siblings, with other people, with us. Yes. Well, I think the other thing that we really strive
1: to, to practice is that humility bit. So we're clothing ourselves with humility. And that doesn't mean forgetting ourselves or thinking less of ourselves or, you know, considering ourselves unworthy, but really truly considering how our actions and our words might impact another person. Sure. Right. So it is thinking of ourselves less. But not less of ourselves yeah right that true humility and so considering that while it might feel good to me Mm -hmm. that it might not feel good to the person that it's being imposed upon and that maybe i want to love that person by a full bear hug Mm -hmm. but maybe that person feels like they are being smothered
0: yeah and this goes back to I don't even know what episode, but (laughs) sometimes we can talk about something theoretically with the kids and they're like, yep, yep, Mm -hmm. yep, I get it. But then when they're actually doing the thing, they're like, Oh, this is the thing you were talking yeah, about. But so sometimes think, you do have to show them too. But right? I think
1: that's hard for adults too. Absolutely, and, you know, when they're in that concrete phase of development,
0: they do. They have to see it concrete. They yes. can't think abstractly. Yes, exactly. So sometimes, really, just pausing and being like, right. "Do you see the look on his face right now? Does it right. look like he's in well, trouble?" with a couple of our children,
1: we're always like social cues. You have to notice yes. social cues. Mm-hmm. Is my action having the intended result? Because you may intend very much to be kind and compassionate, but the way in which you are doing it, it is not being received yep. that way. And while that's not on you, you do need to be able to watch for body language yeah. or for their reaction. Absolutely. Right. Without allowing it to define you. Yeah. Which is a whole other, a whole other conversation <laughs> and challenge. So that's our children now with our spouses. Mm-hmm. hmm mm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally (laughs) kidding. But again, like this was one we chose for our wedding. Yeah. And it was important to us because this is the goal, like hashtag goals. This is it. We are called to die to ourselves and to put each other first and Mm -hmm. to serve one another in kindness and compassion and humility, sometimes in sarcastic jokes. But always for the good of the other. Yeah. Right. Seeking peace, seeking restoration. And so that is what we are clothing ourselves with so that we might be recognized as one of Christ's people. Sure. I like it. All right. So that's a lot on Colossians. That is a with lot With some on creative additions. I like it. To the verses. Sarcastic jokes are, are not part of, of scripture.
0: <laughs> no, humor isn't in there. Mm, I mean, it is, but not the
1: word. God sure has a funny sense of humor. I mean, we could talk for hours on that one all right so Ephesians
0: yeah I really I think this this specific um, passage in Ephesians 6 is talking about how we can clothe ourselves to resist evil Clothing ourselves in the power of Christ Mm -hmm. and being able to say, like, there's a lot of temptation in the world. And that might feel like a big word to talk about if you have littles. But I do think it's important that we talk about it. And I do think it's important that they recognize what it means to feel like you're being tempted, for example. Absolutely. And there's temptations at all different levels. Yes, exactly. So one of the things that we've talked about ad nauseum is the importance of guarding our hearts and minds. Yeah from what we consume. Making Absolutely. sure that we're only taking in things that are going to encourage us and inspire us to live mm-hmm. a Christ-like life, mm-hmm. to to be one of those people who belongs at the wedding, right? right. to be wearing the right clothing. Yeah. But then the other piece of that for our little people especially has to do with recognizing that sometimes things in the world might look really cool and really yeah. tempting and really exciting and they might still be bad for us. right? And those can be really simple conversations. Um, when they're super little, it can be about things like like moderation. You know, like yes. candy is delicious. That was exactly where I was going to yes. go. Go home. Candy is delicious. And right. it looks so shiny in its wrapper and it smells so good. And it's crunchy and it's sweet and all those things. And Halloween is coming up. So I know your kids are yes. probably thinking about it already. They've probably already seen it in the stores. And I mean, so, it's been out since July. So how have right, they not? Literally, it's been out since July. I know. July. It's ridiculous. So like we know how that plays out with our kids. We know the minute they see it in the stores, they turn into little green-eyed monsters. They're like, oh, candy! <laughs> they can't not think about it. Yeah. And like I want to know if your kid has not asked you about what they're going to be for Halloween yet by October 15th because ha- again, <laughs> write no us, way. write us and let us know what your secret sauce is <laughs> right? because
1: mine have been all kinds of iterations of what they want to be for Halloween since last Halloween. Yes. So
0: just talking about that, that's a perfect example of like sometimes something right. looks amazing, but too much of it could be really bad for you. And they yeah. already know, yeah, I could get cavities, I could get a stomachache I mm-hmm. might not feel good it'd be really bad for like my you know the sugar in my body whatever yeah you could talk about it in so many different ways depending on their age level but it's a good way to start talking about how sometimes things that look really great and really yes. appealing might not be as great as we think they are well, I to think, be cautious about how we interact yes. with those things
1: yeah and I think two things one we also have to really really bring home the fact that this is through the power of the Holy Spirit like nobody is asking us to do this on our own right right like we build a community around us that helps us to make those decisions and and to keep us on that path and to and to help clothe us in that way but secondly i think too that it is um calling back to the episode on the fruits like what fruit
0: is it bearing yeah
1: like sure it tasted great but then are you sluggish do you not feel good?
0: Are you cranky? Right? Yeah. Are you having your a body sugar has, meltdown? Your body hasn't
1: actually been <laughs> nourished, and right. so you have no energy. And I have those conversations slightly older. Yeah, I would say more like upper elementary, junior high is where mm-hmm. we started having those conversations, with much rolling of eyes and gnashing of teeth. Of course, because they want what they want. But maybe Gatorade isn't actually the only drink you should drink.
0: But it's but it's Gatorade. Um, it's so shiny and it's a little. Bottle. And oh, I packaging know. And then let's not even fancy. talk about prime. Anyway,
1: so <laughs> regardless, that. But then also, the guarding of the mind I think is huge for our children mm-hmm. because we just live in a culture that is saturated with fast-paced, shiny things that they just cannot get enough of. And so, really, we talk a lot about like, what does a message from Christ look like? Yeah. Even when it is something that is challenging you. Yeah. That it doesn't condemn, it convicts. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't tear down, it builds up. And it doesn't discourage, it encourages. Anyway, taking a look at that, or is the message making you feel like you are worthless, that you are being condemned for something that you believe or feel? Yeah. And so how do you distinguish whose voice it is? So that, you know, is part of that armor of God.
0: That well, and that on. kind of leads right into this other, you know, this last kind of thought, which is that if we if we really want to do this well, if we really want to be clothed in Christ, then we have to be open to receiving and responding to that invitation. Like, yeah. what is he really asking of us? And, and sometimes what he's asking of us might hurt. Yeah. It might be something that we don't want to face You know, maybe it's about our temptation to fall into gossip or our short temper Or our short temper in the drop off or pickup line or our temper with our own kids or with right. our spouses. There there are just so many things there. And so sometimes when we go looking and we really spend time reflecting on like, Am I really being clothed in Christ? Yeah. And he and he pulls one of these things out and he's like, This one, this outfit right here, yeah. This is not your jam. And we're like, But I love it.
1: Right. It's, it's so comfortable. comfy. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like those pajamas that you've had since you were in college and yeah. the slippers that are nice and fuzzy. And but warm. maybe they have some holes in places they shouldn't anymore because you've worn it for so long. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just, it's my go to. It's, time go-to. For it's new. the thing I do yes. when I'm stressed, or it's the thing that I do when I feel um, totally uncomfortable in my own skin, or it's the thing mm-hmm. I do when I'm overwhelmed, or when I'm exhausted, or whatever. We right. all have reasons why we put those old clothes back on. Yeah. But I think if we are really listening for what God is is saying and what he's calling us to do when he says, Mm -hmm. put on the clothes of Christ, like he's asking us to change that up and it could hurt. But being really receptive to hear that I think is the challenge. Maybe it's
1: like a new pair of shoes. You know, it just takes a minute to wear them in and then they mold to your feet and and then they're comfy again. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that is it too, right? Like how is it that someone would recognize that we are followers of Christ, and that's what I think of in terms of being clothed with Christ. Not that you need to wear Jesus tees, right? Like you don't have to wear kitschy things that tell everyone I'm a Catholic.
0: Yeah, you don't. Need, you don't need to have a crucifix. You nope. don't have to have any particular type of jewelry or shirt or shoes. Or yes, we're not talking yeah. actual physical. We're, <laughs> we're talking about like right. what is what are those outward behaviors that yes. God might be calling you to reconsider? Like, ooh, I should probably really think about why I do that. Right, and like see. Teresa of
1: Calcutta used to pray, I think it's Cardinal, now St. John Henry Newman. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, his prayer, you know, like when others see me, may they see Christ and not me. Yeah. And what is it that we need to put on ourselves? What outfit do we need to change Mm -hmm. that's going to help people recognize that more? Amen.
0: And not just for us. But helping our children recognize that too, you know that makes me think of um, Saint Augustine, whose feast day we celebrate at the end of August, mm-hmm. when he says, "Lord, make me chaste, but not Oh, yet. I, know, right?
1: I love it. And, but he's I, like, I like love he knows, that, like, so honest, right? But
0: he know he knows that yeah. the Lord is asking him to do this right, yeah. and he knows that he needs the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. Yeah. But he himself is just She's not, not ready. ready to let go. Yeah. And so, like. What is that thing? What's your not yet? Yeah. What is the thing that you just and are? And it's a really process. That's the other
1: thing. Like recognizing what needs to change is the first step. Yes, mm-hmm. and to give yourself grace to get there, and to continuously beg Jesus for the the grace to do that. Yes. Right Amen. to let the Holy Spirit give you the power to do that, both in you and for your children. Pray the Holy Spirit over your children. Pray yeah. the, His protection over your children. Whether it's in the morning as you're sending them to school or starting your day for school, for those of you who homeschool at night, pray his protection Mm -hmm. over your children at night. Like, I can't emphasize that enough. Like, we ought to be praying over our children
0: all the time. And this is a really beautiful scripture to start having that conversation with them mm-hmm. because it's something that they can enter into. Like they're gonna get a little bit of that symbolism. And you can talk about it with your littles, mm-hmm. about how we wear certain clothes for certain activities. right? And how different different accessories have different purposes. And mm-hmm. what does it mean for us to be dressed like Jesus? Right. And you play
1: basketball. Your uniform says something. Right. What what does somebody who sees you wearing that uniform know about you?
0: Exactly. So what do people who see you know about you? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what are we doing this weekend
0: or week? So this week on 52sundays.com, the Liturgy Link is really fun. It asks the kids to look pay attention at mass mm-hmm. and look at what kind of garment the priest is wearing. And maybe even ask the priest after mass to tell you about it, or you could look it up together online as a family, or check it out in a book to learn more. Speaking of uniforms, because they change up their uniform. It's a perfect example of what does it mean to be clothed in Christ, because it
1: has meaning. Mm -hmm. Father doesn't just like to put on purple some days.
0: (laughs) Maybe he does, or rose, right? Yes. That's coming later, guys. Yes, yeah. Um, and then maybe
1: get out your wedding albums and share those photos with the kids, because I know mine love looking through those. And you can talk about why you picked the colors you did. And f- well, maybe just with the girls who are interested. The boys might not care.
0: Yeah, the boys not might no. not be so much. Into my it. tween
1: is starting to ask. So, but there's lots of ways. And my to little talk one is it. like, "Why don't you still have your flowers? <laughs> <laughs> like I do. They're just dry on the wall. Why are they dry?" <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Enjoy the fruits of your marriage with your children. Thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. We hope this episode inspires you to take comfort in the knowledge that God equips us with what we need to accept what he asks of us. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can reach us at beyondsunday at aod.org.
0: This episode of Beyond Sunday has been sponsored by the PIME Missionary Sponsorships at a Distance program. This school year, become a PIME sponsor to give the gift of an education to a student in an isolated mission country and break the cycle of poverty for a child, youth, person living with disabilities, or seminarian. See how you can support a student in need at pymusaorg slash 52 sponsorships.